Welcome to this episode of Consider It Blacklit. I am Kim Singleton, your host. And for those of you tuning in for the first time, Consider It Blacklit highlights films, television programs, and stage plays featuring African-Americans up front and behind the scenes. We also discuss social issues as it relates to some of these programs and how they may or may not impact our communities. So thank you for tuning in and we hope you continue to tune in each week. Today, it is my pleasure to highlight the movie King Richard starring Will Smith, Angelou Ellis, and the beautiful young stars, Sanaya Sidney and Demi Singleton who play young Venus and Serena. This movie highlights the role that Venus and Serena's parents played in their success in the tennis arena, specifically their father, Richard Williams, thus King Richard. To discuss this film, King Richard, it is my pleasure to welcome the Director of Strategic Partnerships for the Althea Film Project, Glenn Gilliam. Welcome, Glenn. Oh my gosh, so good to be with you, Kim. Needless to say, I uh, just love this film so much and very, very anxious to talk about it. Oh, awesome, awesome. So before we dive into the film, why don't you tell our audience about your work on the Althea Film Project? Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, um, you know, I connected with the award-winning filmmaker, Rex Miller, uh, in 2015. And uh, and that, if anybody remembers, was Serena's run to what was going to be a calendar Grand Slam. So it was a, an incredible year to be uh, putting this film out there. And of course, she had, unfortunately, a stumble at the actual U.S. Open semifinals against Roberta Vinci. But the beautiful part was I had a chance to give her a copy of the DVD before it was publicly released. And she did a great job tweeting about it. Uh, she had such an incredible uh, perspective talking about how important Althea was. So just filled my heart with joy. So I've been doing screenings for the film, the documentary, uh, ever since, and primarily as a diversity and inclusion uh, project in terms of bringing uh, communities together, talking to uh, colleges, to uh, K through 12, as well as corporations. Oh, that's great. That's great. And I applaud your work for kind of pushing that initiative forward. So King Richard, do you yeah. think this movie uh, did a good job in the true representation of who Richard Williams is? Boy, I tell you, um, <laughs> that is, you know, that is the question in the sense that anybody who has any clue about Richard Williams know he's a mercurial personality. This man is polarizing to some. He is a genius. And we know right on the flip side of genius can be a little crazy. So the visionary that he is, the prophetic uh, uh, really dream that he had for his family, for his kids. And he says right up front, I, I had this dream for my kids because I wanted them to do better than I did. And I also wanted them to make me rich. I mean, he talks about that. Um, and, and being that unapologetic, being that bold, uh, makes him a really difficult character to encapture. Will Smith did an outstanding, award-worthy job. And so, uh, yes, the best person to play Richard Williams would have been Richard Williams 20 years ago. <laughs> but they got the next best person, Will Smith. Right, right. I totally agree. I thought the performances by all the lead actors was you know, award worthy. Yeah, because when I was looking at Will Smith, I was like, okay, that's Richard Williams <laughs> right there. <laughs> and it and it, it it helped you to understand his perspective because from the public looking in, we just saw this over the top character. 
But when you saw what he went through, it gave you a greater understanding of who he was. As you well know, as you're a filmmaker and you've done some amazing work in short films and, and going into features, it is starts with the script. And, you know, Zach Balin, I can't say enough about what I thought he did. And, and when you hear the producers talk about, you know, where do they start with this story? You could have come from any number of perspectives. Zach Balin did, I think, an amazing job and gave them a foundation to work from that really brought out the best in the, uh, in the portrayals. One of the things, among many things that I liked about the movie is how they highlighted or seen the mother's role in the success of Venus and Serena. Tell us your thoughts on that. You know, don't get me started. We don't have enough time anyway, because I love, I mean, some Anjanu Ellis. Um, I just think she's an amazing, um, not underrated actress, but boy, did she have a role to sink into. And the most amazing part of what she did, as so many of them did in this role, was she had nothing to work with in terms of personal contact. She never met Orzine before the film was finished. So she had these incredible recordings that Will and the director Ronaldo Marcus Green, who doesn't get enough credit, um, did in terms of interviews that they did with Oracine and just hour upon hour of these recordings that, which was the, the basis of what Anjanu worked with to develop this character. She knocked it out the park. I spent a little bit of time in the same room with Oracine, but the gestures, the mannerisms, the nuances, people talk about the eye rolls. I mean, it's just really, really uh, an outstanding and, and intuitive performance from her. Orsine Price doesn't get from the general public the kind of respect and proper she deserves as finally is revealed in this film for the contribution she made. Not only buying into Richard's prophecy from the beginning and letting folks know, not to give any spoilers out, but letting folks know she answers to a higher calling and she believed that vision wholeheartedly to bear those kids, to carry them, and to actually do the hard work, financially stabilizing the family at times and also coaching her daughters and giving them, imbuing them with black womanhood and history and, and just a, a beautiful, beautiful testimony to family and, and to unity. Richard Williams, let's talk about his business yes. approach <laughs> when um, he would meet with, you know, the businessman, the marketers, the promoters who wanted to monetize Venus and Serena. He was very unconventional. Tell us your thoughts about that. You mean when he met with white men? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> this is probably, you know, uh, for a black man. I will speak for at least myself in saying we all would like or I would love to walk into meetings with the kind of, um, you know, just command and and confidence that Richard Williams spoke with uh, in, you know, not worrying about you know, in, in somewhat a charming way, insulting people um, as he let them know, uh, I'm not to be toyed with, my daughters are not to be toyed with, and don't come at me as if I'm some simpleton that's gonna allow you to run stuff. Uh, and I hate to put it that way, but we've just seen as a community in this country, we've been shucked and jived by so many for so long, and the exploitation continues today. Well, let me just say on that note, when Richard told, the white gentlemen, <laughs> the managers, the, the marketing people, 
he was happy that they took off their hoods before they sat down with him. I, I almost fell out of my chair. I mean, you know, and, and then after all of that and walking them through the fact that, um, you know, we know why you're sitting down with me. Um, you know, it's not about rackets and sneakers and all of that. These are major contracts to be had. And I'm not going to sit here and, you know, I'm not, I'm not handling the foolishness of some of your suppositions. This is a serious meeting. You guys aren't really serious. So I'm going to fart and then leave. <laughs> Which, you know, we find out through some interviews that that is actually how he ended many meetings with, with people he thought were trying to take advantage of him. And it's just hilarious. <laughs> I would love to be a fly on the wall just to see those faces <laughs> when he passed gas to end the meeting. <laughs> That, I mean, they, they captured so many incredible moments in this film. And I, and I say, tip my hat again to uh, Ronaldo Green. What what a fantastic uh, portrayal and, and, and performance he got out of Will Smith. So just great. You follow tennis and the Williams family very closely. What did you learn about uh, Venus and Serena or the family that you didn't know before you saw this movie? Oh boy. Um, yeah, as close as I've watched their rise and as close as I've been to uh, literally physically the family and some press conferences and things, you know, the, the amazing part, I think, which is even more exciting than the tennis part of it, is the family itself. Watching them in the house, in the van, uh, at the park, at the tennis courts, they are, that is what they are. They are together they are supportive um you know just those moments of interaction where you say is this real i mean can a family be this loving this supportive be this in each other's corner um yes they can and and seeing how they operate even within press conferences with isha price the daughter who actually is a lawyer and their their agent or i should say uh handles a lot of their business dealings she was the person that was on site every day at the film uh, making her and Landrea and keeping everybody on track in terms of making sure that they were telling the true story. And so that to me, just that bond that they have is really powerful to see. As far as the tennis was concerned, um, only the some of the, the surprise spots where uh, when Venus was first having her junior tournaments and Serena would sign up, <laughs> she signed up for this and didn't tell anybody because she was so anxious she was just bursting at the seams constantly having to follow venus but also wanting to show what she could do um when they when they cut to that part it was just amazing do you think there is anything that should have been delved in a little more in this movie any more storylines that you would have liked to have seen sure i mean there's you know having been so interested in all the interviews that have been done all of the recaps people talking about their ideas of what should have been seen i really thought they did a tremendous job in the times that they started and ended but i do believe getting a taste of the pre uh, venus and serena days with orisine and richard would have been just juicy to see you know how they maybe how they met, but more importantly, when he first started to learn about tennis and teaching or seeing about tennis and just getting a sense because they actually tried to teach the other sisters uh, tennis, but I don't think anybody really took to it uh, in a way that could be really successful. But 
uh, getting a chance to see some of that earlier time with Richard Norseen, I think would have been in, insightful for the, for the uh, audience to see. The Richard Williams character received some criticism yes. because the movie glorified him as being this great father when in reality, he did have another family previously that he supposedly abandoned. Tell us your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, I, I think that was important to touch on. I think they did a tremendous job within the script and Ronaldo Marcus Green, again, as the director, I thought they captured just enough of that, especially in that uh, dramatic scene, which I think is one of the best in the movie, where Anjanou Ellis as Orison Price lets Richard Williams know just how it really is, um, not necessarily how he saw it, the fact that there was interaction with his previous family, that his son would come around, the fact that they had to negotiate these other kids and this other family that felt abandoned. And two things can be true at the same time. He could have been potentially uh, not the best father, uh, not the one that stuck around with his first family, because unfortunately it happens all too often, but also be this tremendous, loving, compassionate, uplifting and inspiring father for Venus and Serena and even the other daughters. But I thought the portrayal was honest. I thought there was only so much they could include. I thought they gave enough of that backstory to give you some idea of, you know, the flaws, the, the, the kind of a person that, yes, uh, there's this great side here, but even within how he dealt with other people, of course, um, you can see the flaws in Richard, but also the compassion. Rick Macy speaks about it tremendously. The fact that he was this incredible father who loved his daughter so much. And the focus of the movie was his role in Venus and Serena's life. All the other stuff is just kind of a subplot line that didn't really feed into while we were really looking at the movie. So what are some of your favorite scenes of the movie? I mean, you know, uh, I think the, yeah, there were so many. I think at the park where he dealt with the gangbangers, mm -hmm. I, thought, I thought that was very well done. You know, that portrayal, I think I've heard one or two folks talk about, well, we know what Compton is, but not, not everybody knows the real kind of landmines that he dealt with. Portraying that, giving a sense of what the real uh, obstacles were, the challenges, I thought that was very well done, his interaction with them um, and, and, and the fact that the girls had to watch that. And, and, and you know, um, digest that and, and, and deal with it. Um, the scenes with Venus and Serena, I just loved. I just, I just, you know, their bond is so unusual in the sense that we don't get to see that play out on screen enough. And then once again, Orisine and being the mom and being this person who's never really desired to get the spotlight. When she walks across the street to deal with the, 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 the nosy- The nosy mother, neighbor. Um, when she addresses her, the walk, the lines, look, don't, don't let me have to come over here again. And mm -hmm. it, a woman of few words, um, you know, that scene, of course, where the uh, the um, children's department, the uh, police and and the um, and the uh, children's, uh, um, I guess, uh, investigator came in and, and wanted to find out what was going on, if the kids were being treated well. And that's just so powerful how Orisine deals with it. She's sitting down and what Richard says, you know. If, you, if you're here to say we're hard on our kids, we are because that's what's demanded. That's what's necessary to keep them off the streets. So that scene for anybody in a black family, any family really, but that was 
truly, truly, I thought emblematic of how important the way they approached everything was. And then, like I say, those really tender moments where he's at the, he goes and follows Venus to the court when, you know, she thinks he's denying her a chance to actually play professionally for the first time. And, you know, she knows she's ready. And he goes out there to the court. She almost beats him up with the balls. She's hitting the balls at him. But they come to the net and he's, you know, he's like, look, you know, this next step is everything. And, you know, I don't want anybody to think that I'm doing you wrong um, by putting you out there. And she's like, look, I'm not going to fail you. I'm not going to let you down. And you can just imagine Venus saying that. I mean, she's such, I'm so glad to see her, Venus, as being portrayed get these kind of props because it really was all on her shoulders at 14 years old to make this dream happen. I mean, nothing else may happen if she doesn't follow through and able to execute. And just, you know, so much props to, to Venus and, uh, and to Richard. So yeah, so many scenes. My favorite scene, I mean, <laughs> you mentioned it before. <laughs> When he sat down and was like, I'm glad y'all took your hoods off <laughs> before we got here. And, you know, being a person of color, being a person of color in business, so many times we have to sit across from people who may make comments and make gestures and you know where their mentality is. They don't think you should be sitting at the table. So they tolerate you, but they have a way of letting you know that you shouldn't be there. And society says that you know, I can't act like the angry black woman. I have to kind of take it and be, you know, accepted so I can get to the next step. So it was kind of refreshing to hear somebody say what a lot of us are thinking yes. when we sit across these type of people. So, you know, that that was my favorite scene. <laughs> and they no. were shocked. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. And I mean, the lines were, you know, were obviously many of them were true to life so that was great but uh, i'm sure there was some improvisation that, that went on that felt true and i think the director rolled with it but you know just i, I just thought it was so spot on um, of course the line that that you know that rick macy says to richard he says i think you have the next michael jordan on your hands and he says no sir i've got the next two i mean that's just insane and uh, you know of course as you well know being an advocate for Althea Gibson without saying a line, the mere fact that they had her picture on that fridge in the kitchen and the editor left that in. They panned the camera. <laughs> I, know. I was going to ask you about that because every time we talk about the movie, you make this big deal about Althea's picture being on the refrigerator in that scene. Please yeah. tell our audience, why is this so significant to you? Well, I mean, look, you know, there's, there, movies, you know, as we all love movies, uh, they're part of history, they're a chronology and some, and this is a true story uh, of sorts uh, in the sense that it's, it's, it's being dramatically told. It's not a documentary, but it is a true story. I don't know if in real life they had a picture of Althea up on the fridge per se. Um, I thought the whole idea, and, and let me just say another favorite scene of mine is when Aura scene is getting Venus prepared and braiding her hair and letting her know that this black womanhood thing is real. Exemplify it, embrace it, know who you are and be proud of that. Asking her to recite, you know, the words of Sojourner Truth at Seneca Falls. I mean, you don't get that enough in, in our movies. And that's why having Althea's picture there, no words said about her, nobody mentioned her name. But that picture being there shows that they know the legacy from which they come. 
and that it's important. And that a nod to that was was really gravitational. And I thought, you know, it's it's there forever. And uh, as as the biggest <laughs> protector of her legacy at this point, I'm uh, I'm extremely overjoyed. And I think Orisine and or Serena had something to do with that being there. So I'll take some pride in that. Yes. Okay. Oh, Orisine, Venus, Serena, please let Glenn know if you made a decision to have that picture in there, <laughs> because he will not rest until he finds out. So, uh, you know, our time is ticking down, but I did uh, want to mention that you are one of the major drivers for trying to get Orsine and Richard in the Tennis Hall of Fame. Why don't you tell us about that process and what the status is right now? Boy, thank you so much, Kim, for, for reminding me. I, you know, I'm so feeling about the film. Yeah, we've been campaigning now for the last, I think it's three or four months officially with our petition. But um, literally in 2017, the initial uh, submission of, of nominations went in for Richard and Orsine separately by a colleague of mine, Ahmed Sule uh, of the UK, uh, out of uh, England. And literally we had talked about it and then when i told him i was thinking of doing the same thing we submitted additional you know paperwork to the hall of fame the hall of fame immediately within a month came back with rule changes to say that what was normally an annual submission process now was going to be changed to only taking submissions every four years which is insane makes no sense at all really there's there's in my opinion, no justification for doing that other than wanting to deny or delay this, this nomination or this induction. When they submitted again, going down the road in 2019, once again, the Hall of Fame came back with a two different rule changes. One, we're gonna allow groups to submit, and that seemed almost exclusively an opportunity for what's called the original nine, Billie Jean King and eight of her contemporaries originally uh, did a, uh, I'm sorry, put together the WTA, what is now the WTA, this the Women's Tour. Um, so all due credit to them, they deserve it, but they seem to change the rule to allow that group to come in. Half of them have already been in the Hall of Fame. Our submission went in literally as the first in the queue, and then they came back saying, we're only gonna allow now two submissions every four years, where there were unlimited submissions, now you scale it all the way down to two. So. The problem is, is that, and, and in general, when Blacks have high levels of achievement, too often they are denied by the institutions, either not recognizing them, or as Martin Luther King says, justice delayed is justice denied. We end up seeing years down the road, decades in many cases, that there's finally some recognition, which is long overdue. That is a burden for the community. And so, you know, the mere fact that we have a petition out there, we were hoping with the movie coming out that this would generate even more interest to finding out what the hall's agenda is, and more importantly, so that Richard Norrisine get their props as soon as possible. Right now, we're at a couple of hundred uh, petition signers. We expect that to grow, especially as we go through the award season and we let more people know about it. But it's really just for the media to take notice and say, start asking some hard questions. And, and we believe that's gonna be shortcoming. Wow, wow. Well, thank you for that information. I'm sure our audience will appreciate that. Yeah. Well, that's our time for today, Glenn. Thank you so much for coming on and discussing the movie King Richard with me. Uh, 
you always share important information that I didn't know before. And you're so passionate about all the things that you work with. So I really, really appreciate it. Everyone, King Richard can be seen on HBO Max. And until next week, consider yourself Blacklit. Thank you.